Marcus, what you got to hide? I don't know how many times I got to tell you. Nothing. Why don't you just drop it? Because your name is spelled S-N-E-A-K-Y. Sneaky. Look, I'm not giving you my password. Why? Because you ought to trust me. Marcus, you remember Keisha? And the penicillin shot? Why the hell would I trust you? Baby, baby, that's, that's been over three years. Have I given you any reason to doubt me since? Yes, since you won't give me the password to your cell phone. <sighs> okay, okay. The password to my cell phone is G-O, the number two, H-E-L-L. Yeah. <laughs> and good night. Okay. Okay. How rude. <laughs> okay, I would have been so pissed. What, uh, what was that? Why did I get married? Mm-hmm. How, did, how do you feel about the whole password thing? You feel like when you're dating somebody, how do you feel about that? Oh, we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. Cool. All, right. All in due time. All in due time. Well, shout out. Time. Shout out to how, why did I get married? Yes. Tyler yes. Perry production. Tasha and Marcus. <laughs> Who is she, Marcus? <laughs> Yo, she was always on 10. I love her. <laughs> She's me. She's like, I know I'm a little drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha was everything. Do you know a Tasha? Huh? Do you know a Tasha in your personal life? Me. You're a Tasha. I'm a little Tasha. Do you but know anybody else? After a little Hennessy and Apple, a little Tasha. You said anybody else? Mm-hmm. Um. No. <laughs> For me, it's my homegirl Tracy from 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 Baltimore. So mm-hmm. shout out to you, Tracy. She's she's not angry like that, mm-hmm. but she's just loud. Yeah. And. Not everybody know how to take her. Right. <laughs> like, could you, do you know your volume? <laughs> that's my homegirl, though. Yes. What was you about to say? I, I feel like I, I cut you off. You was about to no, say No, you something. didn't. I was thinking of somebody who reminds me of Tasha, but they don't. They okay. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you had to backtrack. Tasha Fierce. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's coming, y'all. Get your ticket money ready. Lord. She's coming. You saw she lost the gang away. The abs are coming in because she's giving you an eight count. Faithfully. I'm just sitting here idle and just anticipating and waiting and, and uh, you know, just here for it. Yeah, you better be. Think it's a game. As soon as she drops it, I'm, I'm going to be all the way for it. Listen, there is a piece of each and every check that I receive every two weeks. That you put away? That goes to my It's Beyonce in a trust fund. It's in a Beyonce trust fund. It's a B fund. Okay? <laughs> I don't know about a trust. <laughs> but I know about a B-Fund because when those tickets drop, guess who'll be in the number? Me. Mm-hmm. And B, you know Beyonce treated you very well. Well, she came back twice. She had to come back and do another show. That's how good, that's how much of a great time you had when you came to Philly. Yes. So we are definitely looking forward to having you back. Yes, and dancing along with you, okay? That Just was like such a great dancing, show. I, right, it, it, was, it was cool. <laughs> yes. It was cool. But What's up, y'all? Hi, guys. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where you may not give us the code to your password. Right. <laughs> Marcus, do you have something else to say? <laughs> I may not what? I may be asking for the code to your password. You should just trust me, though. 
may not trust you. Where you where you ought to trust me, but you don't. <laughs> there may have been a Keisha and a penicillin shot. Damn. Okay. A Keisha and a shot. Yeah. But because we are invested in the relationship, we will never hang out. <laughs> That's kind of funny when she said, and the penicillin <laughs> so, shot. Could you imagine what she went through? Not just Keisha, but the shot. A double whammy. Okay. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P. Ryan. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. And let me spell that out for y'all, yes. just in case y'all don't know. E. D. A. N. T. E. C. O. L. E. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. That's my mama. Shout out to mama. That is my mama. Hold on. Hello? Hi, dear. How are you? Cy- I don't know about cyclone, but I know it's a heavy storm tomorrow. <laughs> cyclone. <laughs> Yo, she think, she think P. Ryan out here caught up. In the rapture of a, of, a, of a cyclone storm. It's just raining, y'all. No. Dear, let me call you back. He's, he's easing her uh, worry. Oh. So, so just to clarify, she thought you were in a what? No, a cyclone? not that I was in a cyclone. So there's a horrible storm, saints, coming tomorrow because the Lord is soon to come. So these things must occur. Um, there Wait, is a huge like a snowstorm or something? Mix, okay? Oh, Rain, shit. winds, and storms. Okay, and so my mom was just calling to ask if there was a cyclone coming because yeah, yeah. it sounds like it is. Yeah, and so that kind of damps my weekend plans because I was actually planning to go back home to Maryland. So mm-hmm. I need to watch. You better batten down the hatches. Like it's definitely. They said it's crazy. Like so, apparently it's going to rain like in the morning, and then by the evening it's going to be a whole bunch of you know the winds of strife will be blowing, and then. Everything is supposed to be clear by tomorrow, oh. but there's going to be, like, a lot of flooding because of, like, the snow mix and the hot weather. I was just thinking, I was picturing Noah and his ark, and that, that just cannot be me and Tristan going down 95. And y'all going to be weekend. walking down two by two. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where were we? I was you spelling were spelling out Dante Cole. <laughs> Go on ahead. What's up, guys? I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dante Cole. That's E-D-A-N-T-E. C-O-L-E. Find us both on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook at HungUpPod. That's Twitter and Instagram at HungUpPod. <laughs> Facebook.com slash H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Yes, sir. And you guys, we love the DMs. We love it. Mm-hmm. But do us a favor. Shift that to the email box. Yeah. Um, we're shifting to some ratings, child. You want to do it as a package deal? We're going to do that as a pa- buy one, get one, too. So okay. we're going to start it out with you send your love to hungopied at gmail.com mm-hmm. when you feel good or you have something to say. Or or give us some ratings <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, really anywhere that you can find a man who will blow your back out. Wow. Yeah. They're everywhere. Unfortunately, it's kind of to <laughs> blow your back out. Yeah. I don't know. That, that may not hold up. And... He was blowing my back out. Do you remember? The sex was spectacular <laughs> from one of the Cheetah Girls. Remember when she said that? <laughs> Keely Williams. Look Keely. her up. Keely. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. You don't remember? Or... Mm-mm. Oh, okay. It was really... I'll show it to you. Cheetah after. Girls? Huh? Cheetah Girls. 
You remember the Cheetah Girls? Kaylee Williams, Adrian Bynum. This was um, a group, the right? The White Girl and Raven. This was a group. Yeah. Not like a movie or anything. They were a movie turn group. Because they were actually the Cheetah Girls for a minute <laughs> when Raven left. Because I'm feeling like I'm, yeah. Yeah. It sounds a little They were both. Familiar. And they had hits. I'm not, okay. You yeah. have to show me because yeah. I don't know. I will. That's what's up. So yeah, y'all. Email us, rate us, follow us, find us. All of that good and wonderful stuff at Hunger Pod. Sure. So how was your week? My week was good. Um, you and I checked out the hood spot on Friday night. We had a good time. Oh, oh my goodness. So <laughs> if you guys are faithful listeners to the show, you know that I have a homie, Sean. She is a nice auntie so, Sean. for my job. Sean invited us she was to fun. a fish fry. Now I'm thinking, so Sean is this lady who'll come through with, you know, uh, a red fur. And her David Urman on. And, and, a white and you know, her good wig, even though she's just coming to work, right? Mm-hmm. Sean brought us to this fish fry. The fish fry I was in the hood. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> it was really in the hood. But we good had drinks, a good, though. It was a good time. Them drinks for $5? Who's out here pouring out Hennessy for $5? But and, and that's the good thing about the hood spots. You're not only going to get the best drink. Mm-hmm. The hood will make you feel good. But it'll make you feel good. And the music going to be... Right. Was, the music was amazing. <laughs> Okay. We had our black ass fish platters in the back tearing yes, them up. With a few, fries and coleslaw. A few, a few. I felt great. <laughs> a few of the ladies came to the back. And was like, oh y'all. Was y'all like- eating now? Like yes, bitch. We hungry. Okay, we hungry. We came for y'all the fish. Eating now? Yeah, this is what we came like, what for, my nigga. Have it on display. And, and after we finished our platters, we relocated to the front, sat at the bar, chatted it up with your homegirl Sean, who's. Hella looking so great. Sweet. What is she? Fifty something. What? Whatever. Is, in her, is a lady of a certain age. She's a lady okay. of a certain age, and but she, she looks like great. She's and I had to give her her props. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned Seven Seconds on Netflix. She said she we should give it a try, right? <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there, like Seven Seconds, like what a title. And it it kind of sounded familiar too, because like I think back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. a movie came out, I, I believe, called Seven Seconds. Okay. Um, but she said it was on Netflix, and I'm definitely a Netflix buff. So, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, especially now, because let me tell you, this show, I have been glued on it since I started watching it. I haven't been able to take my eyes off it. It's a really, really good show. It's about this incident that happens with this black kid and the police, and the incident, you know, really just kind of turns the city upside down, and this whole series is around it. Um, the writing, the acting, um, how real it is, how raw it is, the emotion, the family dynamics, how they play it out and write it out, the secrets, um, everything is just kind of played out really well on screen. And just shout out to Regina King, Russell Hornsby, Corey Champagne, and Miss Claire Hope uh, for just bringing this show to life and giving us just really great television. It's a great show. If you guys haven't, I'm um, seeing it. You you gotta check it out. Yeah, I knew it was probably gonna be good when Sean was just like she was gonna stand us up because she was at home watching Seven Seconds. Is that just, why she was ready to leave? That's like why that? she came so late. <laughs> oh, cause she but she was leaving and going back home to mm-hmm. watch. It. All right, mm-hmm. I thought but she, she was, wasn't even gonna come until she realized like I was right down the road. <laughs> so. Because she was like, all right, you'll get here soon enough. We could chat it up for five minutes. Right. You can get your fish plate. And I can get the hell out of here so I can go back and watch. But it, it is really good. It's 10 episodes. 
and um, I'm on episode 10. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it tonight if we don't do nothing after we finish recording. Nice, thanks. And besides that, I retwisted my hair. Cute. <laughs> Self care. Self care. And that was cool. Um, felt good. Always love to get a fresh, nice. fresh do over. Yeah. Do with the twist. I used like different like gr- hair grease this time mm-hmm. when I twisted, and it kind of gave it a different texture. So it's kind of interesting how different products, different things you use, will you know give you a different outcome mm-hmm. when it comes to the hair. P. Ryan just looking at me like, hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful experience. Wish I had hair. <laughs> What's well, up with I'm you? I'm happy for you. Thank you for being happy for me and my hair. Yes. It's a lot of upkeep. But how are you? I'm well. What's going on in a your in your world? Things. It's a lot a of lot shit. Of, um, well, no, a lot of good shit. It's a lot of good shit. Yeah. Talk to us. Um. <laughs> come on, baby. <laughs> I, come on. A lot of good things are happening. I'll just say that. Um, I'm spending time with a lot of great people. I'm understanding myself more. Um, things haven't, like, been solidified in my life, so I don't want to just, like, throw them out there. But good Thank things you. are happening, and they will come out in due time. And, I'm, you know, I talked about a long time ago this attitude of gratitude, and mm-hmm. I, I'm really striving to just be grateful because even in struggle moments, there there are good things that come about. That's true. Yeah. The struggle itself can be a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. It makes you stronger. It makes you wiser. It makes you bolder. It makes, makes you... me that much stronger. It's just a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. So thanks for making me a fighter. Make me work a little bit faster. Make my skin a little bit thicker. Dirty days. Yeah, when she was singing down. That was like, a good album, though. Let's not forget. Christine Aggie. Yeah, <laughs> Christine Aggie. You are so rude. <laughs> Sometimes that voice is Aggie. <laughs> Whitney Houston, the greatest ever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know my own strength. <laughs> Neither did she. <laughs> and that Precisely. What else? What else is going on? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, welcome. Yes. It's nice to be in the presence of you. As always, glad to be in the service one more time. Yeah. And kind of like, we were just together. Because as you guys know, we had a late Mm -hmm. uh, uh, recording. Yeah. And, um, oh, wait. I cannot hear with this headphone in. You sound muffled, and I feel like I'm talking over you always. Oh, no. (laughs) And you're, no, you're fine, though. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, you're right. And a few of you guys reached out to us and was like, oh, I missed you on Monday, and that kind of got me together because I've always just kind of thought people will listen when they listen, mm-hmm. right? But then that kind of made me realize that, you know, some of y'all actually look forward to it being a part of your day. Yeah, they're Monday rituals. And that's kind of so dope. Much. Yeah. Tell us more about it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, yes. Stitcher, and SoundCloud. For sure. We appreciate you. Do you have any listener feedback apart from that? or Nah, that was really it. All right, we have a letter. If you remember your crush, Derek. He's back. I'm sorry, who? Oh, 
No, I, I said she didn't hear. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a straight nigga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awkward. Yeah, I know. But he's super sweet. He sent us an email and said, hey, guys, great show. I think you should continue this segment at least twice a month, referring to like the black gay love. And I'm just like, girl, how many black gay niggas you think we know? But, <laughs> <laughs> but we thank you. We thank you. He said, just a thought. Anyway, I'm curious. What are the zodiac signs of the two men in a relationship from in the relationship from that show? Do you know what zodiac signs they are? Oh yeah, they did. They did tell me Gemini and Taurus. Oh cute. I'm a well, I'm a Terry. But what does that mean? I like that. Does that mean anything? Um, interesting. Let me see. He wants to know what she says about them. Yeah, or maybe like the book. He wanted to know like what their signs were. Oh, okay. I don't know if he like knows things about. Hey, oh, Derek, I got if you. you know anything about the zodiac, <laughs> let us know. But and you're kind of um, just asking, what, what does she say about it? Yeah. Um, she just says Gemini um, is an air sign. Taurus is an earth sign can be far apart in outlook and demeanor that they may make better friends than lovers. Gemini is an airhead. <laughs> okay. What's up, Maurice? <laughs> um, who flies from one project or person to another without much rhyme or reason. I don't know if that's him, but definitely he can, you know, he's, he admitted he's a self-proclaimed airhead. Okay. Um, Taurus, on the other hand, is grounded, sensible, and stubborn, I think that does um, um, describe uh, Kenneth. Mm -hmm. And won't put up with Gemini's devil-may-care attitude. That, yeah, that definitely is not true to them. I think Kenneth actually, and he said, you know, he, he acknowledges that he has a very different approach yeah. to, to things, but it works for them. And in their case, they said opposites definitely did attract. Shut Say more, is that enough? No, that's perfect. Cool. Yeah. Right, and cool. again, that is um, in a book called Black Love Signs by Thelma Balfour. Yeah. And thank you so much, Derek, for your comment. We really appreciate you for listening. And we appreciate yeah. all of our listeners. Thank you, Derek. You're dope. Thank you. Um, so this episode, y'all, was brought to you by A Whole Bunch of Fatigue, which is why we sound like we're kind of lagging. Um, and then add fatigue with a little... Well, I feel like I do. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think we, we do, but oh. maybe we do. I don't know. I'm. Oh, I'm just super exhausted, and things keep happening. Like my mic. Your mic went flat. flat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, top that off with some tequila, and you have this show. Top so, let's jump into the topic. So, what you got last, for us? For the last two weeks, we talked about kind of like black love, and we were super positive because we talked about self love, and we talked about love for other people. But now let's tap into, well, not even negative, but let's tap into the interesting, right? Yeah. So this week I was kind of on the Twitter and I feel like each week kind of brings a new message and a new theme to me. Um, and while I was kind of, kind of cruising through like the Twitters or whatever, the theme that kept coming up was jealousy, right? And I thought this was super interesting because for me, jealousy is like really complex. And I'm talking about jealousy specifically in relationships, right? So some of us equate jealousy with love, right? So if my partner is jealous and doesn't want me doing X, doesn't want me doing Y, doesn't want me doing Z, even though it's frustrating, it just shows that they love me, right? Some of us equate jealousy with like investment in the relationship. So if I'm jealous of you talking to somebody, 
it's just showing that I'm very much invested in what we got going on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then at the same time, though, some of us, when we talk about how we act in relationships, we don't like to admit that we may have a jealous streak, right? Because at the end of the day, jealousy does have like a negative type of connotation. Yeah. So <clears throat> there were some tweets that kind of like popped up on the on the Twitter tweets mm -hmm. on the Twitter, right? Yeah. And so, but they like had two very different perspectives, um, or yeah, two different perspectives, but they kind of overlapped. So I just want to. Um, Talk about slight work at slight work tweeted and slight work is slight w r k k k underscore. Okay. Jealousy is such a trash thing. You should love yourself enough to never let someone take you to that ugly place, right? So she's kind of saying jealousy is foolery, and if you are a jealous person, in a way, you kind of don't love yourself, right? Then uh, Terrence the God, shout out to the University of Maryland alum tweeted, the moment you move in jealousy, you neglect what God has for you, and currently, we gotta ask ourselves how he feels about that, right? And so I was just like, hmm, these two are really interesting. And so I was about to jump on that bandwagon, right? Mm -hmm. But literally, uh, an hour maybe later, I got back on Twitter, and if you get lucky, um, if you get L-U-C-K-E-Y, tweeted, I've had some thoughts over the past days about relationships. At times, we put this expectation on ourselves to always be exactly what our partners, friends, family members need. While lofty, we're also human. If you can't always muster up celebration, validation, and encouragement, that's normal. It's okay. I think the problem is when we're consistently struggling to support the people closest to us, that... Oh, sorry. I think the problem is when we're consistently struggling to support the people closest to us. That pattern indicates something isn't working. For example, I think it's 100% okay to be jealous of something good that happens to someone, even if they are someone closest to or someone close to you. It's normal. It's human. It's an emotion. And that means you can develop skills to address it. But if you're consistently experiencing difficulties with your responses to others without working through any underlying issues and it's harming your relationships, maybe think about why. It's BS and not helpful to pretend like what happens in the lives of others doesn't make you feel insecure from time to time. <clears throat> what matters is what you do with that feeling. And so there are these like mm. three perspectives, kind of these two sides of the spectrum yeah. that I thought were really interesting. And then it got me thinking kind of about jealousy. So kind of what are your reactions to not only these quotes, but what are your thoughts about jealousy in general? You're right, it is like different perspectives. Um, and that's interesting. So for the sake of the conversation and you know, different perspectives, can we define what jealousy is? Mm, let me pull it up. Well, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? I meant to paste the link there. Oh. Um, but yeah, why don't you pull it up? Okay, um, I got it. <laughs> it says, the dictionary says um, jealousy mm. or noun to be jealous, um, is resentment against a rival, a person enjoying success or advantage, or against another's success or advantage itself. So kind of resentment against somebody who's a rival, somebody enjoying success or advantage, or somebody, um, or resentment against another's success or advantage itself. I okay. hope that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yes. 
It also <clears> says <throat> mental uneasiness or suspicion or fear of rivalry, unfaithfulness, as in love or aims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That unfaithfulness, that part in the end, be, <clears throat> I found was interesting. When I, when I searched it, it came up with um, it, it mention of God demanding faithfulness, exclusive worship. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of made me think of when we kind of like jealousy, like, oh, that person's like really into me, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning of new relationships. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes with um, jealousy can be looked at as being admirable. Because even the Bible talks about, like, God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. I can take God being a jealous God because I feel like, you know, he certainly has my best interest. Um, but another person, another man, another human being, I don't, I don't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. So jealousy, for those reasons, you know, typically does have a negative attachment to it. Yeah. Um, but it can also be this kind of, like, Oh, you know what I mean? Or this person's like really into me. But I think I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's really tough, right? It, it, it is like, tough. Cuz I of... think it brings out the worst in people sometimes. Mm. Mm. Because even to the last tweet, let me let me go back to the last tweet. Cuz it was dope, but it was yeah, something from, if you in get it. lucky. I like immediately. <clears throat> that, well. that was a good tweet, but it was something that she said, for example, I think it's 100% okay to be jealous of something good that happens to someone, even if they are someone close to you. It's normal. It's human. It's an emotion. I definitely think it's an emotion, but I think that's where we can take action. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to be jealous mm-hmm. because it is, it is an emotion. Yeah. So that tells me jealousy is not real. Jealousy is not this real thing. It's, it's kind of something that kind of happens. Do you think I can be happy for you and jealous for you, jealous of you at the same time? Jealous for you. Don't jealous me all. <laughs> I think you can, but I think that also takes, it can take away from the amount of support you can genuinely give me. Mm-hmm. I think someone mm-hmm. showing someone love and support when they really do 100% and there's no, like, jealous, jealousy there, there's no, like... I would want this for myself. You can support that person that much more because you have that much love to give to someone. Ooh, that kind of makes me want to ask, though, right? If I am jealous of you and we're kind of thinking in this vein, like, if I do have any jealousy, there's kind of a limit to my support. Is it wrong to have a limit to my support of you? I feel like that's a different, it's like a shift. Wait, say it again. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like we're getting more heady, right? No, let's. So it's like. I like it. <laughs> in, in this kind of pathway that we're going down, like, I can be happy for you and I can support you, but yeah. there might be a moment where I'm jealous of you. And so yeah. what I'm, I'm hearing from you is that, like, okay, well, if you are jealous of me, then that means there's kind of a cap to your support for me, right? Uh-huh. Because you're not going to support me to the point where. You, you let that jealousy kind of overtake you or make you feel more uncomfortable. Because there's this feeling there, right? right? And that feeling is going to prevent you from potentially, I'm just saying, potentially supporting you to the Say certain things or maybe show up to an event or, you know, it could come out in all different types of ways. But in a way, is that bad? If I've already supported you kind of to where my capacity allows? I don't think it's bad because I think bad is subjective Mm. to everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's bad. I think it's just a reality. Mm. I, I definitely feel that you can 
people can be like here for you, but also kind of jealous at the same time, because that jealousy could maybe not have anything to do with you directly, but maybe indirectly. Maybe that person, you know, wish they were getting that promotion because, you know, maybe they really had a tough go at it uh, with jobs and, and losing jobs or maybe losing a home or, you know, people go through things in their lives that we maybe are not privy to. Yeah. And that could be something that's attached to that emotion, that jealousy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, my thoughts on, je- on jealousy, right? While I'm listening to your, to the way you view it, and I completely vibe with it, there's one part that kind of threw me off because, like, I do feel like jealousy is real, right? And the reason why I do, I was talking to my homegirl kind of about this as I was, like, thinking about how to present this show. And we kind of got on one accord in the sense that, like, whenever we become jealous or we experience jealousy, we're looking at a situation. It's kind of like what you ended off with. We're looking at a situation and we're saying, that could have been me, right? And so, in a way, it's kind of like not only saying that could have been me, but you're kind of beating yourself up because it's just like, well, what did I didn't do to get there, right? What did I lack to not be in that situation? And thinking about relationships... Um, I'm still trying to like trying to parse out like my thoughts on jealousy, mm-hmm. but I remember being in this space recently where I was jealous with like you know one of the people that I'm spending time with and getting to know, right? Um, and what I loved about the last tweet that we talked about, they said it's, the young lady said that jealousy is human, but it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're trying to work through it. And so the way I tried to work through it was like to really have a conversation with this person that I'm spending time with. And I'm just like, yo, I'm getting thrown off here because I see X, Y, Z happening and I'm jealous, right? And his response to that wasn't really super defensive or anything, but it was kind of just like, well, why are you jealous? And then it brought me back to that conversation with my homegirl where it's just kind of like, oh, I'm jealous because I see you interacting in a certain way with this person. I wish that person was me, and I wish it was you interacting with me, and I'm sitting here beating myself up, asking myself, what did you not do? What did you not bring to the table? How did you not manipulate this situation so that that could be? And that's really what it is, and I I love the book, A Return to Love, Marianne Williamson tells us that it's really us beating ourselves up, like you said, Mm -hmm. self-hating because... We, how does she put it? We want more. We feel like we deserve more, but we're lacking. We're lacking that. And that's that's what we're really upset with is that we're not receiving that love or that, that pouring in of whatever that blessing is that uh, that other person received. I feel like the reason why I said it's not real is because we if we look at somebody who has something and say, oh, that could be me, like... That's the thing. It can be. Yeah. You know so what I mean? Like, it? it can yeah. be. It could so be you. It's just at this moment, at this present time, it's, it's not your time. And that's why I was saying we can shift it when she said, you know, it's okay for you to be jealous. Um, that's human. That's, 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 that's the point where we can actually make a shift in how we think and how we perceive. Um, be, yeah. So... When you say it can be you too, I'm having so many thoughts over here, so please bear with me. (laughs) What if it can't be? 
right? Specifically speaking towards relationships, right? So where me and the person I was with had a conversation and I talked about like my jealousy, right? What if that situation that I saw that made me jealous could never be me? Why couldn't it? Huh? Why? Well, what if whatever that person, the, the third party has like, whatever that person has that kind of attracted the person I'm spending time with, yeah. What if I never, you know, have that? Or we never share kind of that moment? Like, what if the possibility actually is not there? How does one reconcile that? Or, like, even deal with that feeling of jealousy, knowing that whatever y'all got going on will probably not be what we have going on ever. Like a love don't live here anymore yeah. kind of thing? Or maybe love lives here, but in a different way. Yeah. So the and love I that I see going on between y'all will never be over here. Well, it, that's true, though, right? You... That's a different relationship. You won't have that. We won't have anybody's, you know, um, we, we were just having that conversation with Ken, Kenneth and Maurice, and I said that, like, in acknowledging how great their relationship is, I don't aspire to have what they have. You know what I mean? Um, that's a whole separate relationship. Unless we're in a threesome relationship, it's impossible for me to have what you have. But... Yeah, of course, it's going to look different for me because I'm a different person, but I don't know. I So in a way, it sounds kind of just like maybe blinding your eye to what's there and maybe focusing on what you have and the good things that you have on your side. I mean, no, I mean, why turn a blind eye? I say, why not learn to celebrate other people's love and affection up to the point we can? Mm -hmm. Or it may not be love and affection. I'm, I'm starting to generalize things. Hmm? Celebrate within our capacity. Yeah. And then when it's a no, it's a no. You know, if you can't be present for something, I think that's fine. Have any recent jealousies come up for you? Yeah, slightly. I didn't get a promotion mm -hmm. that I felt like I should have gotten. Um, well, what not, about not even that. Maybe that's not a good example because I really... Say it again. What about in like relationships? Well, uh, in my last relationship, my long-term relationship, when we first started out, I was really jealous. Mm -hmm. um, I remember we went out one night, and I like stepped away to get drinks or maybe to go to the bathroom or something. And I remember coming back and seeing him kind of chatting it up with some guy at the bar, and I just really didn't like the interaction. It was, it was just me, and I went kind of crazy. <laughs> but I was, I was jealous. I was really, like, insecure, you know, with... It was, it was a me problem. It was definitely a me problem. If you were to experience that jealousy today, how would you handle it? Or maybe even looking back, how did you wish that you would handle it? You would have handled it. I would have not ignored, just like our girl, if you get lucky, said, I wouldn't have ignored the emotion. Mm -hmm. I would have handled the emotion a little bit more mature. I was like 21. Yeah. Um, I'm 32 now. So I would definitely handle the situation a little bit differently. But I would still address it um, in a private setting, like home, yeah. <laughs> when we're together to be like, you know what? Like, for some reason, I felt this way when I saw this happen. Can we, like, unpack that? Because it definitely has something to do with me, 
But maybe it does have something to do with you too. Like, let's talk about this. You know what I mean? And let's figure out if it's just if it's all me, or have you done something to make me feel a certain way when I see you chatting it up with you know a guy at the bar, and I feel like you guys are a little close. You know what I mean? Like, whatever that is, like whatever's going on in your relationship or whatever had went on, I think it's important for us to identify what is making us jealous. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first step. Yeah. And then the rest is just, you know, yeah. I think about that conversation that I had with my homie and, like, when he asked me why was I jealous and really just, like, put all of his cards on the table and showed that, like, he gave me no reason to be jealous, I really had to go back home and be like, bitch, why was I feeling this way, right? And Ooh. yeah, and that was the toughest part because I think in all of the getting in my feelings, getting in my head, getting in my mindset, I was married to kind of like how I viewed this situation, how I viewed this person. But I didn't really sit back and be like, well, why are you feeling all of this? And then when I did, ooh. So once you kind of unpacked why unpacked I was really feeling that to way. the direct individual, mm-hmm. it was a tough cookie to eat. Do you ever get jealous, like, when you see certain friends hanging out with other people? Um, Or, I'll be honest, like, I've experienced that. I know you asked about a recent, just to be transparent. um, There have been times when maybe I saw a friend on social media kind of hanging out with someone, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, why why didn't I know? Right, right. Or why wasn't I invited? it's happened a few times, y'all. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't troll my friends' pages wondering why I'm not invited. I definitely get and understand everything is not for me. Right. And that's really a word for everybody listening. <laughs> but then if we, like, dig deep into, like, okay, that I love kind of that situation because it's like, oh, why didn't I know, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way, it goes back to kind of like, oh, I see this going on, and I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think what... Me neglecting myself. Yeah. The reason why I said it was like a tough cookie to swallow, like in my situation too, is just like, okay, I felt this jealous emotion because I wanted whatever that looked That's like. That's all it me. is. We just want something. We're lacking something. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's, it's, it's a call to recognize what is empty And that's why I said it's just up to us to make the choice to fill it. And that's why, you know, you really have to kind of commit to do the work. Because if you don't, then you're just sitting there with these emotions not knowing where they're Ooh, it festers. It gets nasty. It it starts to rot. And I think it starts to turn into... Jealousy can turn into envy. And and, and then, you know, you can can become, you know, just not who... Not your best version of Mm -hmm. you. Because you've kind of bought into this jealous mindset. This idea of, and that's why I was just saying it's not real. Like, we don't have to buy into, that's not, re, that's not the world. That's not the reality yeah. that we want to be sitting in. Yeah. Turn that thing around. Now, while jealousy can kind of be something to work through, <clears throat> I think sometimes, like, in relationships, we wear jealousy like a badge of honor, Right? So, for example, I know there's some couples out there where, like, in a heterosexual setting, Mm -hmm. like, the girl says, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't got no girlfriend. I'm the girlfriend. (laughs) Platonic and romantic. Or the man, right, would be like, why are you talking to this nigga, right? Like, or you don't need any guy friends, right? I'm all the guy friend that you Very much like owning it. Yeah. Like, this is mine. This is mine. Like, property. And in, like, same-gender couples, too, it's just like, okay, you want to hang out with your your homeboys? Let me come, too. 
Right. And I need them niggas to know I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there, <laughs> and you also try sometimes to limit kind of not only the interactions, but kind of the levels of intimacy that your partner may have with other people. Right. And so I was going to ask, like, why do you think that is? But I really think you hit the nail on the head. We're so programmed to look at relationships. And this is why I feel like so many relationships, whether or not they work for a long time, they are unhealthy to us, in a sense, right? Hmm. Because we have these... I think we come into relationships with these ideas of what a respectful relationship is, Hmm. right? And when we unpack that idea of a respectful relationship, we begin to see that, like... It really is a, re- a relationship of ownership, right? I own you, you own me. I belong to you, you belong to me. Mm-hmm. So th- you can't have a certain level of intimacy with a friend. You can't have a certain level. Um, you mm-hmm. can't hug this friend. You can't kiss this friend on the cheek. You can't mm-hmm. spend time or more than an hour with such and such, right? right? Because you are mine and I set these rules on you when we come into this union. Right. And I don't know if I feel like that's healthy. And I think whenever... Ownership, no. I I don't think that's... I I agree. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a healthy way. If you love me, you you don't feel like you own me like I'm a piece of property. And you may not own the fact that you feel like you own a person, but sometimes the action right yeah communicate can be aggressive a sort of ownership Mm -hmm. like if it's nine o'clock and i haven't answered you and now i'm pissed (laughs) or or now you're pissed right because i haven't answered Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. where the hell you at who are you with i saw you on instagram like (laughs) i go back to it's us just lacking something inside because i feel like you have some guys and some females that wouldn't even do that that's true. They would not be here for all that. I'm trying to tag you everywhere you're going. Trying to figure out what to pa- what you know what your password is to your phone, like Tasha. Like you have some people in this world that they just not here for all that. They gonna let you exist. I'm gonna exist, and when we together, we are gonna exist together. Um, and that's just one of many philosophies for relationships. Like you know, whatever, whatever. You I know want. there definitely aren't some people who buy into that but I wonder what sets them apart from those who do and I know you said like it's something lacking in yourself but sometimes I feel like we just live historically in a culture of ownership and dominance right like you are not powerful you are not you ain't saying nothing right if you cannot show that you have ownership of someone or you have ownership not even of someone but of the relationship in Mm -hmm. a way right like, you, you can show the world that, look, my relationship functions in this certain standard. And we can do that with a ring or on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see the whole thing yeah. and all in between. That's, no, that's, that's real, P. Ryan. Um, we really do have a really strong sense of ownership. And I wonder, what, what is that about? Like, it, <coughs> we want to own, we want a little piece, something in this world to belong to us and only us. Is, is that what it is? Do, do we feel like we don't own anything? And we're just trying to find something to hold on to? And see, and that's why breakups be so tragic. And we fall apart. When my relationship ended three and a half, four years ago, I fell apart. 
We put all our eggs in one basket. We rely on one person, one relationship, one experience to make it all come together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be our worst downfall. Now let me fuck you up a little more and play devil's advocate. Fuck it up. Fuck it up, fuck it up. But isn't fuck there a reason to be jealous? Yeah, what are the reasons? Doesn't showing that you're jealous mean that you care about the person or that you want to preserve the relationship, right? If a man is not concerned about me, my comings and goings, if I say, hey, babe, I'm going out at 10 o'clock and I don't come back till 2 and he doesn't give a fuck, like, doesn't <laughs> that mean that he doesn't care about me? If he let wait, give me the scenario one more time. If I leave, I've had like four beers. Yeah, I, I leave at eight p.m. and don't come back until five the next morning. Oh hell and he doesn't no! Question it, <laughs> I'm questioning right? that shit. No, right? you are not coming back. Doesn't so doesn't that mean he doesn't care about me? Isn't there a reason to be jealous? Isn't there a reason to question? Isn't there a reason to... It may not be a reason to be jealous, but certainly you should care enough about me that if I don't bring my black ass back in this house until 5 o'clock in the morning, that means at 3.30, 4.15, 4.45, you weren't worried that I might be in a ditch? Or, like, it's a whole lot of worse shit that could happen than cheating. Mm-hmm. And I just think sometimes just care about me. Well, okay, so maybe I, maybe we should kind of, like, define the lines, right? So there's a difference between Sorry. am that. I going off on a tangent? Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. Maybe there's a reason, I mean, maybe there is a difference between, you know, sending that, hey, just checking in on you, are you okay, right? And cool, you've checked in. But five in the morning. But what about, where the fuck you at, right? Who are you with? Well. Oh, when, when the suspicions start to show themselves. Is you've been cheated on 20 times because <laughs> you, you stayed in a relationship and you've been cheated on 20 times and you call your man like that at 5 o'clock in the morning, where the hell are you at? I could, I, yeah, I think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. Does it show that you care and that you're invested in the relationship or does it show that you are more so on the side of trust issues? It's 5 o'clock in the morning, right? Is that the scenario? <laughs> Let's, let's bring back the time. Okay, you yeah, leave at 8 and you come crazy. back at midnight. That's crazy. <laughs> 5 o'clock. That's the next day. I'm about to get up and, and walk my dog and get ready to go to work. And you... What? For some of us who went to University of Maryland College Park, 5 o'clock is early. Okay? <laughs> Depending on the night. Yeah, I guess that's undergrad life in your 20s. <laughs> I'm in my 20s. But, but not in your 30s. What? <laughs> 5 o'clock? What? <laughs> no. But... <laughs> Uh, I feel like Whitney. What, what did you say again? Ask me again. It's okay. I'm going to move right and left along. Okay? So... I think, yes. It, does it show if you... Do you care? If you call me screaming, I guess, yeah, to an extent, yeah. Okay. To an extent, yeah. But there, there's some issues going on there on both sides. Let's get this together. Which might be a communication <laughs> run, right? So well, like, there's definitely a communication issue. You, like, if I'm you at. didn't know that that male or that female wasn't going to call you screaming at you because it's whatever time and they were expecting you home, that is definitely a communication failure in a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I mentioned earlier that I was kind of talking to my homegirl, Delisha from Afrosexology. I was about to say, what, Sean? What's up, Sean? Sean. (laughs) Shout out to Afrosexology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up, Delisha? We were really unpacking kind of this jealousy aspect 
um, over the phone, and she said that jealousy in relationships, she feels, is more closely aligned with monogamous relationships. Um, as someone who's experienced polyamory, she was just like, in a poly relationship, you really have to expose yourself to the jealous feelings, and you have to work through them, or your dynamics are not going to work. Yeah. I can even say from my experience, I'm, I don't know if I'll take the poly? label of poly per se, oh, okay. who knows as time goes by, but I am interacting with different people at this time. I'll say that. Um, and so I have to sit in the balance of knowing that like I am communicating with different people, but then at the same time, sometimes I may not want them <laughs> to communicate with or interact with different people. And so it's forcing me in this space where like I have to address it's what my she different said. jealousies, yeah. and which is why I had to have that conversation with you know one of the guys that I'm interacting with. So like, what do you think of, about that? Like kind of this contrast, do you feel like if we all dabbled in polyamory a little bit, it would kind of be a catalyst to help us deal with some of our jealous feelings? For some of us, I think, um, I think, I th yeah, I mean, I think that'll work for, I think there are more people out there, excuse me, I'm just trying to get my thoughts together. I think there are more people out there who could benefit from it and don't know it. Do I think it's for everybody? No. But I think there are more people out there that would benefit from it um, and they don't even know it. Yeah. Or they've thought about it and they're scared to, you know, try something different because society has been feeding them one narrative, you know, for a really long time. But, yeah. And let me say, poly is not for everyone. So don't be listening to this show and they think, oh, I'm going to try to be poly too, bitch. Like, right. That's no, why I was not. like, that's not, no, definitely but not for everyone. she followed up too and like sent me this, this picture. And um, it was a picture describing toxic monogamy culture. And again, this is not to say that this is not an, We're not endorsing. an advertisement for polyamory because, you know, monogamy is a thing for me as well. Just not in this space. Now, the picture said what I mean when I say toxic monogamy culture. And it said, the normalization of jealousy as an indicator of love. The idea that a sufficiently intense love is enough to overcome any practical incompatibilities. The idea that you should meet your partner's every need, and if you don't, you're either inadequate or they're too needy. The idea, excuse me, that a sufficiently intense love should cause you to cease to be attracted to anyone else. The idea that commitment is synonymous mm. with exclusivity. The idea that marriage and children are the only valid technological justifications for being committed to a relationship. The idea that your insecurities are always your partner's responsibility to tiptoe around and never your responsibility to work on. The idea that your value to a partner is directly proportional to the amount of time and energy they spend on you. And it is in zero-sum competition with everything else they value in life. And lastly, the idea that being a value to a partner should always make up a large chunk of how you value yourself. Mm. Listen, a lot of those were deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, any of y'all listening, if you fucks with quite a few of those, maybe something you need to... Well, I mean, not to say you need to jump into it, right? But it's just a, it's, it's just a different perspective. Yeah. Something to think about. I, think I don't know if I... Have I thought about it? Yes. Uh, have you thought about what? Getting, like, trying out maybe 
some type of alternative type form of relationship. Mm -hmm. But I don't really think that that's what I desire. Not not for me. As far as dating goes, sure, like different people. It's cool. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting, and I appreciate Delisha for shooting me that photo. And that wraps up our conversation for today, guys. That's what's up. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any feedback on, like, jealousy, and if you could, like, you know, if any of this conversation resonated with you, feel free to send us an email at hunguppod at gmail.com. Want to get into the hung pop? <laughs> what you got? So, first things first. The Housewives of Atlanta was actually good this week. It was good. And so I have to give honorable mention where honorable mention is due. Okay? First and foremost, let's talk about this house that Nene... Well, first of all, Cynthia got this bargain house, right? I look at it think it was that bad, but maybe it's because I'm on a budget. And these ladies must not be. Yeah, I can't remember... The villa. That much about it. Uh Because I remember in the last episode they decided to change. And I was like, wait, yeah. they're changing? Why? I cackled when Eva was just like, oh, it's very collegiate because it had kind of like the college beds. The bunk beds? Were there like bunk beds in there? They weren't bunk beds, but they were kind of like the twin beds. Like, you know how if you share like a double room in like a college dorm, you got a one over here and one over here? <laughs> Listen, I'm no stranger to the double room. Oh yeah, the housewives are not here for that. I could the housewives of Atlanta. But then Nene definitely <laughs> upgraded. She was like, we know Cynthia's on a budget. She's a bargain shopper. She's frugal. But they definitely upgraded. The Marlowe versus Portia fight, though, was something to know. And I think it's so easy how Portia will claim the victim role, right? And that's, I'm starting to like Portia, but I have to hold her accountable. I think it's interesting that she'll claim the victim role, but literally, like, she did the exact same thing that Kenya did to her in this scene. So she was pointing the fan in Marlo's face, waving it. Kenya did the same thing. So did Marlo deserve to drag you across the Italian floors? You know she's good for it. The mugshot show. (laughs) I think um, Portia... Portia is cool, but I think Portia is not real enough in the group, in front of the girls. I think when she goes on to the sidelines... She has these real conversations that she really needs to be having in the group. Like when she spoke to Nene? Is that what you mean? Like in the last episode? Yeah. I, I can't remember. Okay. What, when she spoke to Nene, what happened? Remind when me. When she was crying, just saying, like, you know, every time she tries to come around the girls, like, she... Yeah, so perfect example. Like, you're just playing the victim role. Come in here with a plan for self. Come into a scene with, listen... This is how I feel, but I also understand this is where I may have done wrong. Mm-hmm. Because when they brought up the whole candy thing, I think she like refused to address it. She was like, "No, I already apologized for that. No, I'm not going back to it." But you apologize like she's in a the self-proclaimed moment. Like, still... not being able to get over things immediately. Yeah. Apply that rule to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't get over everything with one apology. Ask Escape. <laughs> they had to give Candy multiple apologies free. and it still didn't like she's not on the album cover you know what I mean so I just want I, I want to see her taking more responsibility that's all but Porsche's cool 
Last but not least, I love. She's young, so they naturally gonna come come at her. Listen, I understand when you're young in an organization or on a job, we can relate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Speaking of young, I actually really love the young girls mixing with the old girls. I think even though they're trying to find their footing, Eva, Portia, Shamia, and Marlo are really giving me something I need. Eva don't talk. I kind of like it though. Eva's like the Cynthia <laughs> of the young the young peaches. And Cynthia is the Cynthia of the mature peaches. I like it. But it's also like she's just five minutes into taping. Yeah. So I, I also feel like you got to get your feet wet. And yeah, I'm, I'm, it's cool. It's, yeah. Last but not least, Nene may not be turning up as much as we want her to, but I love it when she still gets her little digs in. So this week she held the bone collector accountable. Right? So she's like, Sheree, you out here sending messages back and forth. Are you going to send the message to Kim that she was wrong for saying I got roaches up in my house? And then Sheree started with the stuttering. Stuttering Sheree. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know what? Shaking Sheree. Shaking <laughs> sweatsuit. Right. Not sweatsuit. Is that, what she, is that what she always wears? I don't know. Just what are those? <laughs> The, the what? The gym clothes? The gym. Athleisure. Gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she be wearing. She be, she's good for athleisure and a like, crazy wig. Okay. I'm like, damn, you like overseas, Sheree. Like, can you give us <laughs> something? A little shoulder, maybe. <laughs> little leg with a nice little pump. And she has like, a great body. She does. But that's why she wears athleisure because she's ready to work out. Let me say this. When Nene said that to Sheree, about having her back as a friend and speaking up to somebody who definitely did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I fucked with that because, you know, I've experienced that. Um, and really to be more specific, and I, there's an individual in <clears throat> the circle that is really problematic and we've had a lot of issues in the past. When I have sat in leadership positions, I've had a lot of issues with this person. And when I talk to folks, they all say he's problematic. But then nobody addresses it. And when you see someone, when you see a friend who's going through some bullshit with somebody and you know they're in the wrong, speak up and say something. I, f- I really felt that with Nene because it's just like, have my back as a friend. I know y'all friends too. But you can still tell them when they're wrong about something. So, I fucked with that, Nene. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little shook. Okay, cool. You shook? <laughs> Just a little bit. I might have to delete that part. <laughs> Protect the house. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, you can bleep out the, yeah, but my point, though. I'd yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, last but not least. <laughs> Tay Diggs said that he kind of resents, he has resentment towards black women for giving him a little shit um, for his kind of consistent dating and marrying of white women. We read the, we listened to the interview. He was on a podcast. I don't remember the name of the podcast, but he was on a podcast and basically said that, oh, you know, really? Kanye West, Michael Jordan, all these people have interacted with white women, have you know, dated or slept with women who are not black. Um, but in a way, he's kind of taken the bullet um, and he kind of resents 
black women a little bit. And now he's to the point where because of all the flack that he's gotten, he doesn't even want to look at a white woman. Like, he does not have that attraction anymore. And so I was just like, what do you think about that? Tay, you need to sit down with Ayala. You need to do some type of work because you, you, you're acknowledging that there's an issue, mm-hmm. right, and how you perceive things. I say you just got to work on that. Because I don't think that stuff is true. Yeah. I think black women are very dateable. I think they're beautiful. I think they give a lot to our communities, to the world. Um, and I think those perceptions are more so personal. And, ha- and, and, and they have to do with his personal experience, not necessarily what is the reality. Mm-hmm. right? And there could be a reason why he's falling into these cycles of bad relationships has nothing to do with the fact that there's a black woman in that bad relationship. It's just that you f- you fell into these patterns with bad in, in bad relationships. Unless he's saying that he has these spectacular relationships with white women, which I didn't hear him say. But yeah, I mean. So I think in society in general, black women get blamed for a lot, right? Or have to hold the responsibility for a lot of shit. And I think they're also not only are they blamed for a lot of things, but they're expected to clean up a lot of things. And I think it's really irresponsible for Tay Diggs to say that he resents black women for the criticisms he's gotten for dating white women, right? And I think it's really irresponsible for him to say that it's due to black women criticizing him that he no longer has an attraction to white women and it makes him feel racist. Like, if we break that down, sir, like, that is crazy, Sheree. Why would you say that? It sounds crazy. Like, I really don't understand. So... First of all, Mr. Diggs, let's address the fact that you can't be racist, right? Because white women, for the fact of having white, and the fact that we live in a capitalist and racist society and everything, our progression and our interactions are based on race, you cannot be racist. (laughs) You not liking the oppressor is not racist, Right. right? Now, he was married to Adina Menzel. He has dated white women. Cool. Has he gotten flack for that from the community? I'm sure. But to say that you are now not attracted to a certain group because black women have criticized you, that that doesn't make any sense. You need to do some soul searching and understand why you're not attracted to this group, right? Because there are plenty of people who criticize interracial relationships who are are dated interracially. Stop feeling so fucking special. Right. You're not special. Any anybody in an interracial relationship is going to feel some type of I can't think of the name of the movie big movie blockbuster hit Love? about the first yeah Loving? like come on Tay mm-hmm. there Shit, are plenty like... of people just as there are people who criticize interracial relationships there are people who love them right you cannot put that burden on black women I think that was very irresponsible of him I think. He, it shows that he really doesn't know what he's talking about. And I think he actually may have some demons that he needs to work out and realize and understand, you know, why don't I like, I don't have a taste, quote unquote, for white women anymore. Right? And he's not listening to black women because this is one of many things that they have been asking for years to stop putting on them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cool. So what do you have for the hung music? So this week for the Hung Music Spotlight, I wanted to put the spotlight on Kalila. We oh, talked shit. about her. Oh, 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 shit. Before you talk about Kalila, uh-huh. I would just like to announce that BET has just released their Black Panther cartoon series. 
It, it happened like a serious? while ago, but they just revived it. So, get your life. Wow. Okay. Sorry. We got to check that out. Absolutely. Trust. And I think they also included Storm into the storyline. Nice. As we all know, T'Challa nice. and Storm were definitely an item. They were married until they were in battle. And that fuck nigga, T'Challa, dumped her <laughs> right after the battle. It ain't right. But we got your number, hussy. I see. It's fine. Well, shout Storm out. forever. <laughs> You good? I'm great. Okay. I'm, okay. <laughs> Make sure y'all check out Storm. Yes. I know I am. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. No problem. Sorry, bro. It's cool. So, Hung Up Music Spotlight is going to be Kalila. Um, she is 34, native of Washington, D.C., and um, she's a singer, and she's also a songwriter. I believe she kind of came out around 2010-ish, um, and I really didn't know too much about her. It was her video, which kind of was a recent highlight on NPR Music called Frontline. The Frontline uh, video is a Sims fantasy, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, she really has. Um, a dope sound, which is electro kind of R&B uh, meshed together. Um, like I said, she's from D.C. I feel like you even hear a little bit of that. But she's um, she from Africa? Because her last name... I don't want to... Ethiopian. Mix up her. Okay. Ethiopian. I was going to say, she's either Ethiopian she's or She's a second Eritrean. generation okay. Ethiopian-American. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And this is, I'm reading Wikipedia, y'all. So. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she's. it says she's known to um, have a hybrid of dance music with electro, R&B, techno, hip-hop, and dubstep. Hmm, that sounds interesting. She's really, really dope. She know. is. And I really, I really like the video. If you guys want to see something a little different, if you haven't seen it already, check out, go to YouTube. Um, search for Kalila, K-E-L-E-L-A. Um, her frontline video, it's a Sims fantasy video. Her kind of like getting over her fuck nigga boyfriend. And she's dope, even as a Sims. And I fucks with Sims. When it first came out, I was I was a Sims fan. I, re- I remember when it first came out. So yeah, shout out to her. Cool. Yeah. Are you hanging up this week or are you hung up? I went first the last week. This week, I'm going <laughs> to keep it short and sweet. I'm uh, in light of Mr. Tay Diggs, who seems to be in a state and a mind of confusion. Just like I'm, Tisha Campbell. Just like Tisha Put Campbell. Put them on the prayer list. <laughs> Both of them. I'm hung up on black women. Mm. And just all your contributions um, individually as a community. Everything that goes seen and unseen. A lot of it is unseen. Um, I'm just hung up on black women, the struggles that you endure. But not, we talk a lot about the struggles, but it's not just the struggles. It's a lot of success. It's a lot of success. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of great things happening. A lot of black women in leadership positions, running companies, becoming entrepreneurs, being single moms, but being great at it, you know, and not letting the world um, take anything from them and, and kind of just owning it and being just on top of their game and being a boss, whether that's in your home, in your community, in the school, in the courthouse, um, on the road, 
you in construction, you drive a, a, a one of those tr- uh, the, the 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 trucks, <laughs> construction the the uh, tractor trailers, okay, okay. <laughs> um, in in the medical world, um, the teachers in the classrooms, just 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 black women, we we uplift you um, on this podcast, um, and we say your name. All right, so I am hung up on Cardiff B, Bardi B, if you will. Um, Even though, listen, Bloods, Crips, whatever y'all, y'all can stay away from this because I'm not a part of that. But I'm hung up on Cardi B because she's super, super dope. And I think, you know, we give her a couple moments and she does another thing to kind of just snatch our wigs. So recently, Cardi B covered the latest issue of Cosmopolitan. (laughs) Well, no, maybe not. I just... Well, I have neither. So. <laughs> but she covered the latest issue of Cosmopolitan. And she, she looked good. She had a really, it was called Uncensored and Totally Amazing Interview. But one thing she touched on was the offset um, cheating allegations. And she, her, one of the quotes from her interview were, it's like everybody's coming down my neck. Like, why are you not leaving him? You have low self-esteem. She's like, I don't have low self-esteem. I know I look good. I know I'm rich. I know I'm talented. I know I could get any man I want, any basketball player, football player. But I want to work out my shit with my man. And I don't got to explain why. I'm not your property. This is my life. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to decide on my decision. It's not right what he fucking did. But people know people don't know what I did because I ain't no angel. And I was just like, oh, yes. That whole paragraph mm-hmm. is my life, mm-hmm. right? And I think about, especially on this show, we get so comfortable just like, especially me, child, once the wine hits, telling our business on this show. And you have so many people adding in their input, right? And what... You have to do is take a step back and be like, okay, people are going to judge every decision you make. But at the end of the day, they only know the story that you put out there. Mm-hmm. Right? They, and when I think about... Which is 1% of the rea- re- what's literally reality. Literally so small. It's so right? small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you put out this story, people take this in, and they give you this long list of advice. And I'm just like, all of this advice shows you don't know shit about me. It's really so just like, to make them feel good. It's for them. Yeah. It's not for you. Yeah. We let you know what we want you to know. Cardi has let you know what she wants to let you know, right? But at the end of the day, she's going to make her own decision. She's going to be with her man as long as she wants to. And she's working shit out because as she said before, she ain't no angel. And I'll say too, I ain't no angel either. <laughs> <laughs> I, res- I mean, whether I fucks with it or whether I don't, I, you know, I respect the fact that she's going to do what she wants to do Man, and be unapologetic about it. Yeah. Shout out to you, Because Cardi. Cardi can literally do whatever she wants to do. It does not impact my life. Yeah. Like, I really, like, whatever. And at the end of the day, what she say? I'm cute, I'm rich, and I'm talented. I have two out of three of those, okay? I'm cute and I'm talented because <laughs> I'm <ain't> rich. <laughs> she look good on the cover of the magazine. She looks great, okay? She looks amazing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on in their relationship. I, I know the Incredibly internet is always buzzing about Offset video this, Offset video that. If Offset's not Listen, trying to show a picture like Safari's, I'm not interested. Well, did you see their Instagram video? Where she was doing, like, a live Instagram, and some people were saying they were fucking... I don't, I don't know if they were, but he was definitely acting like he was fucking her. I remember And they were on Instagram Live. Yeah, but I was just like, I ain't seen no dick, so what, what that, got, that got to do with me? 
Speaking of which, not to circle back to the hung pop, because I mentioned Safari. Circle Safari back. got offered, or is getting offered porn deals. I'm not surprised. And all I have to say is Safari, if you want to drop a solo video, you don't have to have nobody else in it, okay? Just do what you You'll can sign do. That, that, that disclosure statement and everything. You wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have worry about nothing. Well, no, I'm not saying I'd be a part of the video, right? Oh. I'm trying to, pursue <laughs> I'm a trying to set you up. Oh, no, I'm trying to pursue a degree. I'm trying to make you a stop. But I'm trying to say that Safari <laughs> would like to, you know, do like a solo vid with just himself, pleasuring himself. I will purchase, right? Won't stream from Pornhub, won't look at um, X videos. I will go to the store and pick up my copy. That's all I have to say. Okay? Stripped! <laughs> Yes. Well, so, Kitten, there this you has go, been y'all. episode <laughs> of the Hug Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me at... Oh, shit. I was going to say, you can find me at E. Dante Cole. You can find me at I am P-R-Y-A-M. Well, maybe in a couple of pictures you'll find him there. Yeah, maybe. But to find all of his shit, you need to go to... I am P-R-Y-A-M. There you go. Yeah. And I'm Eric. If you're trying to find my shit, you go to E. Dante Cole. Find us both, or both our shit. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot. Of Shout out to Dr. Simone. You know, she should really put that on a t shirt. It's a lot. Of she really should. Dr. Simone, if you listen to this podcast, put that on a t shirt. I would buy it. But sure. find us Maybe both. Maybe we should put it on a t shirt and get some money. We need the money. We need the Oh. Okay. Oh, when she saw us, maybe it's not copywritten. <laughs> Dr. Simone, don't listen to this. Anyway. The college I, taught me as long as you cite your reference, you're good. Okay. So can we get this poem? A little, a little dash, Dr. Simone. Right. right. A little so dash. from the Hug Up Podcast. <laughs> Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Continue to send all your emails, all your love, all your feedback to hunguppod at gmail.com and or click the email link on our Instagram page. Yes, again, thank you so much to Derek for sending that email. You guys Shout out to Derek. Don't be scared. We don't buy. Derek not scared. Where the rest of y'all at? Ooh. He trying to meet say, y'all say outside. Derek, Derek say, catch me outside, beesh. He wants you to catch him outside. <laughs> I showed you the email. Boy, close this show out. Okay. I'm the matchmaker. I'm like Mother Love. Mother love. All right, I'm done. This show's over. Bye, y'all. No, not yet. (laughs) Keep the ratings coming. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find mother love. Mother love. I'm done. Or anywhere you can find love because Loki. I used to watch that show until it got canceled. Yeah, forgive or forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Okay. That was with the white girl with the blonde hair, right? No, that was with mother love. Oh. What was the the show? Which we can talk about mammy culture. Shit. That it came Jones. on MTV, I think. Oh, <laughs> I you said, let's just go. We're going to have to do an episode. I thought you were talking a about 90s Jenny episode. Jones, the lady with the blonde hair. She's good, too. Okay. We're, listen, y'all, we got a 90s. We have a 90s episode coming, y'all. Do we? Until then, peace. Bye. So it's the morning after. I couldn't get home faster. Doing the walk of shame in the same clothes from yesterday. I think you pulled the track out. When he was blowing me back out, what was I drinking? I can't believe I blacked out.